And that's why you should always opt for high gravity. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and bailers to learn how to rock more and suck less. <gasps> Fresh off a sunny Florida vacation, I am Adam Judson. Fresh off having sat here for two weeks, I'm Dan Ray in Greensboro, <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. You know, it's been a couple of it's been a couple of times, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it has. It has. We did. Uh, I, know, I really like that last episode that we did that we put in the can um, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something yep. like that. Uh, knowing you were going to have a week out, and uh, so it was a great episode. Really, really dug it. And um, and then it was we had to sit on it for a while <laughs> yeah. before it could deploy. Well, you know, it's. I feel like it was one of those things that like kind of pushed people over the edge because we had a couple folks to hop on the Patreon after that. It's true. So yeah, you know, I think that um, I think they understand when you're looking at the uh you know the the value of you know what that offers people were like okay i get it now um and it's so funny because even the things that we talked about again three four weeks ago are coming to fruition now Mm. in ways that i hadn't even you know anticipated yeah you know when that was recorded um, I got a very interesting message today about some um, fun opportunities, uh, which are in addition to the fun opportunities that I had talked about cryptically <laughs> uh, in our past episode. Yeah, uh, all of that. Uh, hopefully, getting some uh, clarity in the next couple of weeks. Cool. So, uh, in my absence, uh, how are things? You know, good. Good. Um, continuing to do the the, the trivia, and um, we have a uh, our, the band's second gig this coming weekend, Sunday Sunday afternoon of Memorial Day weekend. There's a dude who throws a huge party and has a bunch of bands, and we're one of three bands that are playing. Um, you ever been in a situation where the PA like sound is provided, but not house drums? Um. Yes. It's not. It's not how I would choose to have it be. But this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Drums have to move in and off between things, and it feels like this guy's not. He's told me to prepare a ninety-minute set, and the way that he's advertising the start times is as if the drums are going to teleport. Sure. So we're going to have to work that out. Okay. Yeah, but it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun, and uh, you know we're pretty well prepared. We learned some lessons in the first show, which overall was good, but uh, we kind of walked away feeling like the first set was low energy, and part of that was us feeling our way onto stage together. And part of it was the set list was built with more thinkers than probably should. And, mm-hmm. uh, so a 90 minute set, we're going to do my, my traditional M, you know, we're going to have two big humps of energy with a, a bit of a chill out in between. And two big um, humps of energy was my uh, nickname in college. Two big humps of energy. Yeah. So it's the, that was the name of my, um, they might be giants tribute act. Yeah. Confidential at gmail.com. What was your nickname in college? That's right. Um, anyway, so that's super fun. And then, so for the first time in quite a while, I did the live acoustic karaoke, which is yep. I bring two mics. People come up and sing with me. It's a really good time. I have a bunch of regulars who've done that with me. In the, in the before times, I was doing that every week. Um, and it has not had a home since since then. Um, but a bunch of my regulars did come to this and, and it, they're so great. Like so, some of them are amazing singers, like really legitimately amazing. And then I got this one dude who I just love. He's, he's, I wouldn't call him an amazing singer. What he is, is enthusiastic. And he oh, comes yeah. up and he, he like, he like does his thing and it's, and it's, it's great because he loves it and mm-hmm. that conveys. And it also sets like a real, like a, a very real world bar for people. If he wasn't there. It would seem like only really great singers got to do this, but he oh, makes okay. it accessible. He makes it so that anyone can just come up and do it and have a great time and people love him. And, uh, um, yeah, so, so that was really fun. And then, then when I wrapped that up, you know, I was at this new place that the, the owner's a friend of mine, um, first got me in at the thing that I've been doing the trivia at weekly. He was the mm-hmm. manager there for a while. His son, who is the co-owner of this new place with him, said, "Hey, my birthday is the first weekend of June. Uh, of June, like I'd, I'd come back for my birthday weekend. That'd be great." And as we got talking about that birthday weekend, just stuck around in the conversation. It wasn't love to have you on that Saturday. It was mm-hmm. birthday weekend, and so and I didn't push this. But it came from them. What we have ended up booking is <laughs> they're calling it the Dan Ray Experience. 
Now, who's they? Let's 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 the venue clarify. owner and the, the two venue owners, the father and son who who own the place, are calling it the Dan Ray Experience or Danapalooza is the other term that's been thrown okay. around. Okay, so it's going to be the karaoke on Friday night, the band on Saturday night, and Dan Solo Sunday afternoon. Damn Solo. So it's going to be quite a thing, and um, that was the plan. And then and then I found out that my bassist who had told me she was free on that Saturday turns out. Not so much. So I'm pulling a Hail Mary. It's probably going to end up being the acoustic duo on Saturday instead now uh, because of that, which is um, – it'll be fine. It'd be less good. I'd love it to be the band, but uh, but they'd probably – now we know that can't happen. Um, yeah. Anyway, it'll be, a, it'll be a very busy weekend. I'll be, I'll be pretty beaten up <laughs> at the end of it, and, uh, and I look forward to sharing the, uh, the results of it with everybody. Danapalooza. Yeah, I've been saying Damapalooza, which I think also sounds good. Yeah, and it's probably more accurate. By the end of it, I'll be saying damn a lot as I limp off the, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I I got a little energetic at the at the trivia last night, and like my left foot is not happy today. Like you get you get older, and don't you love stage it? Stage stuff I just, just love it sticks with you. You don't you can't bounce around. Well, you can bounce around like you used to, but you know in the morning that you did it. Look, you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Yeah, and, and frankly, if your friends don't dance, yeah, it's not great. What are you going to say? Uh, uh, there's just no friends of mine. Sure. Uh, well, that is fantastic. Yeah. I love all the words that you just said in the order that you said them. I think that they were the right words to say the things I wanted to say. I can't disagree with you. Yeah. So... Yeah, but listen, in the meantime, to- you had... Quite an event happened over the last week. Yes. We need to hear I would this. say so. Yeah. Um, for those who have not been keeping score, uh, this was the weekend of all weekends that just happened. Mm. Uh, not only did I do a gig I've never done before, which was a corporate fly date solo, um, my band played a show without me. Yeah. I would like to talk about the first thing so that we can dig into the second thing Let's do it. as the main thrust, Perfect. thrust mm. of the conversation. So let's talk about what a solo fly date looks like for a person. Mm. For those of you who are not interested in this conversation and would prefer a dumbed down, condensed like tome around this. <laughs> I highly suggest checking out our YouTube channel tomorrow ah. because that is going to be the focus of this week's video. Cool. Uh, it is not done yet, but it might be at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Um, all right. So last week I flew to Sarasota, Florida uh, on Thursday to do a three night run with a corporate event. The company that I worked for, I am not going to mention, but I will say that they are in the fine art category. And my job uh, was to go down there and play guitar and sing for a number of uh, things uh, over the course of the weekend. The um, So basically it was a Thursday night gig s- Friday night gig, Saturday night gig, and then I flew back on Sunday. And was this for um, like they had a three day event, or was it three mm-hmm. separate whole things? Nope it is it was a three night event. Gotcha. That I was the main entertainment for. Nice. Uh, first night, so I flew in, um, did like the whole like morning routine. Took the kids, dropped them off at school, went to the airport. Uh, Sarasota to Atlanta is just over an hour, but it didn't stop me from having a full-blown panic attack on the flight down there Mm. flight was rough and um southwest is not the uh you know the airline that i would choose for comfort uh in general um and yeah so not my fave i'm not like the the number one thing about flight dates uh for me is that i don't like to fly Mm. so (laughs) that that was the ultimate challenge anyway um an hour here and there, uh, landed, got in an Uber, went to the hotel. They had me up at the Westin, uh, but the event was at the Ritz-Carlton. The cool thing, though, was that the Ritz-Carlton was literally across a parking lot 
from the hotel that I was staying at. So um, I could go back to my hotel and be a person uh, and not worry about running into, let's say, you know, clientele or guests of the client. Groupies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the gist was I uh, landed, went to the hotel, unpacked and everything kind of prepped for the evening. And my first night was the instrumental looping thing that I've been prepping for this entire time. Um, All the gear was provided. So I didn't need to bring anything, but I brought my HX Stomp and my TC Helicon Voice Live Play GTX anyway, Mm -hmm. because I wasn't sure how the other gear was going to go. The provided backline was outstanding. It was a very nice Taylor acoustic and a um, one of the Music Man Cutlass uh, electrics, but like the import model. I can't think of the name of whatever they call it. The Sterling series yeah. of that guitar. Um, so uh, after getting there and getting set up, I ended up actually using the Boss RC500 looper that they provided. Good. Um, did you get a chance to play with it first? Was uh, it? I did. So yeah. during the sound check and setup, I, I kind of messed up. I messed around with the voice live and then the RC five hundred. Mm-hmm. So the RC five hundred has like a visual readout that counts the bars, oh. and it's just slightly more intuitive. Nice. It does have. It had two channels. I didn't go that far. Gotcha. Um, but I still use the voice live for monitoring. So even though I didn't end up using it for its whatever intended purpose, uh, I did use it for everything else. Uh, first night, five to six tunes over the course of an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> so like I was really stretching them out. I was like doing a lot of like improvisation and playing stuff over them. Um, and then it, like as the night progressed, I was I got I got kind of creative with it. So um, the last loop that i put together was don't stop believing and i basically decided i was going to play the melody lines of all the songs that i had played before over that progression nice and just for fun i threw in the solo to like hit me with your best shot for good measure um it was really fun and and i it was it was cool because uh one of the guys who was like crew on the event was a guitar player and like after i walked off he was like man, you were really kind of like being really creative around that. I heard a couple of things and I was like, oh, <laughs> somebody actually was like paying attention. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the other, the next night was, you know, just standard like dinner fare. Uh, I did get to like do my job, like my job job, my day job. Uh, on Friday, I would just work remotely from the hotel and cool. didn't have to cash in a day of uh, of vacay. Nice. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, second night was just a dinner set. And I had this like whole thing lined up. I was like, I'm going to start kind of low and I'm kind of like work my way into the evening. And I made it like two songs in and they're like, hey, don't do that. (laughs) And so I had to scramble because they wanted more upbeat stuff. So I literally had to take like five, seven songs that I was planning on playing, scrap them all Mm. and jump ahead. Uh, But still fill the amount of time that I was going to fill. So uh, that was that was tough. Uh, by the end of that one, I was legitimately sweating because I was like, oh man, I really got to like, I got to figure this out. Um, but it all, it all worked out. Second set, uh, second night went fine. And, um, but the one thing that I had failed to realize is like, I was going to do another dinner set the following evening. I was like, man, that's a lot of material that you don't get to overlap. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I spent most of Saturday. Well, that's not true. I spent most of Saturday walking around Sarasota and hanging out in the pool. Right. But I did spend some of that time trying to figure out what I was going to play the next night. But that was a, that was a twofer. So uh, on Saturday, I did a dinner set, and then I ended up doing this dueling piano set. And that was wild. Yeah, I, 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 never I thought it might before. be. I'd love to hear about it. So um, have you ever been to a dueling piano bar? Yes. Are you familiar with the... Uh, the medium, I guess. You well, I mean, yeah. So it's two guys with real deep cover repertoire who are taking covers from the crowd, taking requests from the crowd and playing back and forth, playing off each other. It's very interactive. It's very out loud, but, but like deep, like I've, I saw guys play real deep cuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big repertoire stuff. stuff. Yeah. So the, the format was that, um, in my situation, the load-in was a lot earlier, but 
one of the guys was coming from New Orleans. The other one was coming from Michigan. Wow. And travel was not ideal. So I ended up setting up both keyboards and drums for this particular evening. Mm. Um, but I will say that once everybody rolled in and they were like, oh, this guy who we've never met before did this for us. He, they actually tipped me out for helping set up. So that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, but when the set itself started... Um, I mean, it is, it is 100% by the seat of your pants Yeah, and you either know, you either don't know the song and you've got to figure out a way to look up the chart in the moment. And, you know, I, we're not sponsored, but ultimate guitars app has so many charts Yeah, and absolutely saved my hide on this gig, um, for that kind of thing, because you either comp the chords based on what you're hearing or you look up the charts as fast as you can to hop in as they start playing right and and are you the, are you accompanying i mean they're they're the lead and you're the backup is that the idea right so you have two keyboard players a drummer and a guitar player yeah. that's what you have yeah but the um in in that gig the piano players were driving and we were following right um so it you either don't know the song at all, right. and you've got to figure out the chords right. as it comes, right. or you know the song, but they're absolutely going to play it in a different key than what you're normally <laughs> like familiar with. Yeah, because they they are players at such a caliber that like they're working by ear. They picked a key. They're going. Well, they're they're going to go. Well, I can't sing this in the original key, so I'm well, going to play yeah. this in whatever 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 yeah the, the ones i've seen like maybe they're making that call or maybe they just know the shape of the song in terms of national numbers and their hands yep. are in a key and so that's where they're staying yeah that's also a thing there, yeah there was definitely some of that going on so my like i guess my my magic moment if you're gonna if you can call it that somebody called crazy train nice. and they're like do you know it and i'm like well, yeah. Yeah. And I start playing it in the F sharp position, and then the piano player starts playing it a whole step down hmm. from that position. So now I'm trying to figure out how do I play that A riff right. in G, right. and then in my brain I'm going, there's a solo coming up, and uh, <laughs> I've got to drop this down a whole step and make sure that all of these things fit. And... You'd be surprised what adrenaline can do for you. Because <laughs> when I say that like that that solo showed up and I transposed it in real time and like nailed it. Nice. And like you know, I don't consider myself a guitar player. I consider myself a singer who plays guitar. But by the end of that night, like both of the keyboard guys were like, "Man, most guitar players can't hang like you did." And I was like, "Wow." Mm. Like that was not a compliment I was I was prepared to receive well i mean the other part of it is like even the first night i'm not sure i'm an instrumental in a instrumentalist enough on guitar to do what you did on that first night that's yeah that's also kind of big chops playing i i'm i'm impressed by all of it frankly i would say that like the thing that i really enjoyed about the looping process was breaking down the melodic mm. components yeah. of the songs that i picked because it wasn't about shredding over a chord progression. It was learning what the vocal lines were right. on guitar. Right. And, you know, how can I either replicate those or kind of yes and mm -hmm. those? Uh, that's That was the really fun challenge. And, you know, for a, a lot of guitar players, if they're trying to, like, branch out from, like, the standard you know, boxes that they fall into, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, study, study vocal melodies or study saxophone solos and that kind of thing. And it was a fun exercise in, um, you know, it's a way to bring gravitas to your playing that doesn't involve you like playing fast, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So it it's, I would say that if it's not something that you have pursued or something that you have considered, try it because i think from a playing perspective it kind of changes the way that your brain works around those things that thing of of quoting the melody line in a solo like worked for kurt cobain 
It did work for George Harrison. And lots and lots of yeah, yeah, lots of people. Like yeah, it's it's um, uh, you can call it non-creative if you like, but it works. Yeah, for sure. And it is kind of interesting because once you start like working that way, you do find like most vocalists kind of live in this little box. Yes. Yes. And that box, if I'm being perfectly honest, is it sits between the fourth string and the second string mm-hmm. in that little pentatonic. It's almost world. always That's pentatonic. Little, yep. It's yeah. the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's just, it's an interesting way to look at things. And it's like, what, especially like what I was talking about before, where I was kind of dicking around in the different melodies the it's really shocking how similar like pop music intervals live because mm-hmm. they are very much in that little yep it's like a six to eight note window fewer lately so, are, yeah. you, are you familiar with the term uh millennial whoop oh yeah yeah so there's like this interval that is in all songs mm-hmm. yeah and before that it was like the you know like the emo um interval which is one in five right oh yeah, yeah. That was in all of those. Yeah. So yeah, you know, once that wrapped, it was cool because I, I got a chance to like hang out with the people who do this thing regularly and they're basically like pirates. Like they do this thing every single weekend all over the country and um, I don't envy that yeah. that life, yeah. but uh, respect the people who are able to make it work Yeah, and um, was glad to meet them and we'll be stoked to see them when this gig pops up again in July. That's good. But I'm also very grateful that I don't have to do it Yeah, every single weekend. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a, that's hard living, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. What's the, um, what's the pay like for a weekend like that? Um, it is, I would say, uh, handsome. All right. Well, if you were so, able to string together, you know, 48 weeks a year of that, you know, that'd be a hard oh, life no, to live, you but you'd make money. You could absolutely do that. If you did 48 weeks of that, you would be making roughly what I make as a salary. Right. right. And you would get to stay for free and eat for in free. In cool places. And drink for free. Yeah. In very interesting spots. Yeah. Live for free for- and then go to your parents <laughs> for a few weeks a year for vacation. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is a thing. I mean, yeah. it, it was cool. Like, um, Sarasota is a cool uh, city mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I got to do some cool stuff, meet some cool people. And, uh, like my, my line item on that budget for an event like that was like barely a blip. Sure. Cause like the, <laughs> I think I shared some of it. I, I would most, almost certainly, you know, not be allowed to come back <laughs> sharing the stuff I shared, <laughs> but, uh, money was, was changing hands in a, in a very real, real way. All right. Good. So, but it, it was it was cool, and um, you know, if I do this one and the next one, it'll be worth it, regardless. Uh, the other thing that happened, you know, outside of me was that my band played an event without me. Yeah, let's get into that. So, um, you know, we set the uh, set everybody up, hired a guy out of Nashville to fill my spot, and um, that thing happened on Saturday while I was doing the two sets and what have you, um, and. I got like rough reports back that things went fine and, you know, there were a couple of snags, but you know, that was that. And, um, the client sent me an email and was like, you guys were great. Thank you so much. Whatever, you know, everything turned out fine. Um, didn't think much of it, but, uh, on, can't remember Sunday or Monday, I got an email from our guitar player that was like, Hey man, I'm out. Which was, yeah. Like things went down and I don't think I can hang in this group anymore. And, um, that was shocking. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a person who has been very, uh, nervous, anxious, paranoid about the prospect of, uh, not being at an event, uh, it was very much my nightmares come to life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been very easy for me to spiral, uh, into, you know, the self-doubt kind of thing that could have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I, I will but, commend you at that moment in the moment of that spiral starting to happen. You did a smart thing, which was you came to the Patreon Slack where you've got 
26, I think people presently who mm-hmm. are ready to, you know, hear, hear you commiserate and, you know, be on your side about stuff and tell you how they'd handle it, whether you, you know, choose, choose to do that or not. And, um, it was great to be part of that conversation about like, um, just like, wow, what a shock, like feel that shock with you and then kind of talk with you about working through how you'd respond to such a thing. Yep. So, you know, the, the first instinct besides the, you know, shame spiral part right. was I need to figure out what, what happened. So, um, I did the due diligence. I reached out to every single person that was on the gig, um, asked them kind of what their experience was like to see if I could get more information about what happened. Um, and I did that. And the information I got back seemed like there was some general annoyance and there were some technical things that didn't go great. But the when the when it came down to it, and the show started, uh, the client was really looking for background music and, um, the band was accommodating that. Mm-hmm. So, um, whatever stress around preparation or performance were there was kind of eliminated by the fact that the client was happy with kind of a low volume, low stakes situation. Um, and, to me, I once I kind of like I once talking to all the folks involved and kind of seeing what you know how everybody felt about it, I was like, this seems not like a situation where this kind of reaction would be warranted. So that kind of told me like, okay, something else outside of the actual operation was going on. So, um, it gave me, I feel like the right tools to approach the situation and go, Hey, um, guitar player person who I'm not going to, to name, you know, because I respect him. I was like, Hey, let's, are you, well, are you game to talk through this? Um, if you're not, that's fine, but I would love a chance to kind of hash it out if, if you're game. And he was, and so we set a time and we kind of talked it through for a little bit. Um, and this is where, to me, running a band, this is where the rubber meets the road. Because there's two ways that you can handle these kind of situations. And trust me when I say I've seen the alternative play itself out. Yeah. Many, many times. Yeah. Um, because in those kind of situations where somebody is upset and maybe they, um, they kind of share their feelings or their emotions in a heated state. Uh, it's very easy for people to, uh, return that energy in kind. Yeah. Uh, and say things similarly. Yeah. And then you're just playing emotional racquetball. Yep. So, I did my best not to do that. Good. And scheduled a call. And by a call, I mean alert, like a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the person, they're looking at me over the phone. I don't think it would have had the same effect. And because I had done the due diligence and like heard all sides of the story, I was more than willing to go, Hey, tell me what you were feeling. You know, how, how, how was, how was the event? to you and we went we hashed it out and past the general things that uh i was able to take ownership for and other folks where things kind of didn't get over the finish line properly uh were able to take ownership for we kind of got to like the crux of the issue um and i would say that some of it was 100% 100% relevant. And I think for a lot of guys in our season of life, it really boiled down to like, we have spent a lot of time changing things up and adding new things. And I've been doing this for over a year at this point, And I still don't feel like we have settled on anything. 
And to be fair, I get that because, you know, in our situation, we had hired a music director who uh, I specifically chose to shake things up because for me, I've been doing this for eight years. um, It was starting to get very mechanical, very monotonous. And their contribution in my experience was to make this interesting for me. Right. However, when you look at it from the perspective of a person who is the newest addition to the lineup, it feels like a constant barrage of new material to onboard. Mm. And I can empathize with that. Sure. Like I get that. Sure. Especially you, you, one of the things you shared on the Slack was that there were a number of setless changes within days of this gig. Sure. In in those and and those were outside of my purview. I didn't right. I didn't know about yeah. those. And you know, parties involved had their reasons to keep me out of it, and I don't fault them for that because sure. you know, in my world, I wasn't there wasn't anything I could do about it. Well, um, and and so they, you hired an MD. The MD's doing the MD's job. Fine, yeah. that's fine. Uh, but but there's know, some communication they, piece that's maybe not happening the way it ought to there. That if it were there, people could have some comfort with that. Sure. Yeah. So. You know, at the end of the day, we kind of, we hashed everything out and I was like, listen, in this situation, I need to, I want to make sure that you feel, you know, heard and understood. And I want you to be here if you want to be here, because as far as bands go, you either like playing music or you like playing music with us. And if you are number one, but you're not number two. That's, that's something that I, I've done wrong. I failed in some way. Um, and talking it through, like it ended up being that that was not necessarily the case, but there were some other things going on that were, there were things that we could control and there were things out of our control. And in that moment, I was like, what, what can I do to make this something that you're interested in continuing to do. What can I do to make this project an escape hatch for you and not another thing to pile on to the, like the other stuff, the other crap you've got going on in your life. And basically it was, it was just, can we just like not put new stuff on the next few dates? And I was like, yeah, I mean that that seems that seems doable. Yeah. So in the in the you know the end result was um my guitar player quit and then he didn't. Yeah. And you know I kind of I I did kind of beseech the wisdom of the Slack group and um then had the conversation that I needed to have and updated you know everybody and was like hey here's here's how this all went and um somebody in the in the slack channel was like i appreciate you taking the time to hear somebody out um you know as a business person you didn't have to do that and i really i appreciated the sentiment but i also need to clarify that hearing your people out and doing what you can to make them feel valued and understood is not just the right thing to do as a person or as a friend or as a you know concerned you know party it it's a good business move also yeah so i mean in my world it would have been easy emotionally to go yeah well screw you too you know right right but then i would have to i'd have to find another guitar player and then i'd have to onboard all of that material again and you you got this guy booked for dates like there's dates coming up Uh, yeah i mean we yeah i mean we were we were confirmed through the end of 2022 and and you know Um, another another comment that happened in the in the slack valid comment per- perfectly valid perspective was like listen this guy's told you how committed he is even if you rescue him do you want that is this you know is this the 
or is it always going to be hit the ball, drag this guy? Sure. Um, I say, having had the conversations you've had with him, he is almost certainly more committed now than he's ever been. Sure. More heard, more in, more a contributor to it rather than just a participant. Um, so yeah, all, I think it's all win all across the board. Yeah. So the, the things that you need to consider when you're dealing with personnel is that, you know, everybody brings something unique to the table. I have had many guitar players through my projects. I've had people who were super technical and reliable on the material side, but not always reliable on other fronts in terms of availability or others, you know, other factors. Um, and our guy has some very specific and useful soft and hard skills. Right. And what I was ultimately trying to do was to find ways to allow him to do that, but not necessarily, I didn't do a good job in communicating that that was the intent. Mm. And so those were, you know, when you're dealing with relational stuff, you have to be willing to own your part of whatever conflict or disagreement comes up. Absolutely. And it's tough. It's not an easy thing for people to do. But if you can show some leadership and you can show some humility and you can be, um, if you are able to own your slice of whatever it is that it's going on, it will benefit you ultimately. Yeah. So, you know, in our world, I was able to retain a useful contributor and team member yeah. and make him feel like a stakeholder. Right. So that when the stakeholders get on a call, which we are, you know, apparently now has been brought to my attention is long overdue. Mm. Um, we're going to have people who are invested in the project who feel like they are contributing to the greater good and that they're not, you know, being ignored. And as a person who has spent the past decade building this project, I was fully prepared for every single person <laughs> that touched this thing to go, you know what? I don't really need this. Right. But you know what? Like not a single person did that. Yeah. And um, my wife, who is much smarter than I am, was like, I hope that you see and observe this scenario and the way that people responded to what happened. And it shows you what you've done, what you've been able to accomplish, what you've been able to build. Because these people didn't do this because they believe in the product or that they believe in the brand. It was like, these people don't want to let you down. Right. And that's a weird, it's a weird feeling yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, I've learned so much in the past week or so. That's great. That's so great. And it, um, it sucks that I had to leave to, <laughs> to, to learn this stuff. Well, maybe you had to though. That's, that's the thing. No, well, no, yeah. it, it absolutely is because, you know, we now know what actionable things need to happen right. in, in the vacuum of, yes. you know, me not being there. Yes. Um, in order for these things to work. And in the, again, all the things that felt like drama and frustration and disaster to the people that were involved in the project, the client experienced zero percent of this right the client was like it you guys, was amazing you guys I were can't great wait to i can't wait to recommend you guys to every person i meet nice and it's just it's so funny i mean we talk about this all the time musicians we we go into these things and we're like oh this thing didn't happen 
Not a single soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was not on stage noticed this thing. Yeah. And and I'm the absolute worst. I'm the absolute worst around these things. But the fact of the matter was, um, things didn't go as well as they could have. And everybody knows what part of the equation that they could have done better. Yep. But also the client does not care. Right. And everybody's happy. Yep. So in closing, goals were achieved. Tragedy struck. But everything worked out. Yeah. Maturity prevailed. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, man. I do like a, I do like a triumph story, you know, like a man, a recovering a from, re- you know, snatching victory from the, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. I, I love that. I do love that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've, um, we've got a couple of things coming up, uh, in June and we finally got that. Remember that mystery venue nine yeah. year deal? Yes. Date's been confirmed. Sweet. It's in, it's in the middle of August and it's going down. Beautiful. Um, and as far as uh, gear stuff goes, we we had we've been running into issues with the uh, with the Ableton deal. Um, I did buy a playback uh, unit from a company called iConnectivity, which is a they build like playback interfaces. Hmm. So it is a single interface that has redundant USB C, so you can literally run two machines off of it at the same time. Cool. Uh, it's got twelve outputs. Uh, I mean, it's literally built for the specific thing. Um, I bought one and it is not available because that is the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, it, hopefully it shows up between Hither and um, our show on June 10th. Uh, other things that I have purchased. Uh, retractable sign is, uh, Good. is printed. Yeah. It is on its way. Great. Um, for our patrons, I have gotten a set of cover band confidential stickers that will hopefully be uh coming to you really excited post. yeah no i the i got the final proofs back today and um anybody who wants one of those can uh put their mail and, and you're using we're not we're not sponsored we should be uh nope. but you're using my favorite sticker mule sticker mule yeah so we got a few of those uh that i'm stoked to uh send out um and i don't think i've talked about it but I w- when I went last time I was at Righteous Guitars, they had the Nick. J- no, I have talked about it. Mm-hmm. The Nick Johnson Schechter signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I immediately put that into my reverb search, and there is a black one that I am in the process of negotiating with. And I'm sweet. Once this this last check clears, maybe I um very nice. And with a brand new uh black Stratty situation. All right, cool. So. That's where I'm at. I did end up with a second stream deck. Did I tell you that? No, uh, no, I knew about the one that you got on great deal. Yeah. So, um, because I got one during, you know, they were they were doing a deal on those, and then one of my coworkers, uh, as a way to offset his production company, he does live sound and that kind of thing. Um, he bought every single person on our team the base model. Uh, so now I have two stream decks. I don't know what to do That's with them. Cool. It's uh, a lot of buttons. You want a stream deck? Hit me up, coverbankconfidential gmail.com. A lot of buttons. I'll send it your way. For sure. I've got more buttons than I can I know what to do with. Yeah. And I've got these things in like I push this button and it's supposed to, you're supposed to hear applause right now. I don't know if you do. Uh no. But that is one of the things didn't, that I can do with Didn't that. come across the zoom to me. I'm, I'm, oh well. So OBS didn't maybe hear it'll it, show so. up, maybe it'll just show up in the recording. You'll just like it'll it'll end up in in the episode. If it doesn't, I'll figure out a way to make that happen. Yeah. And then we'll put all the fun sound effects you can just you know shove in there i have one last thing please i would love to stop talking go so my tip hat i have a hat um that is kind of a top hat looking hat um that i have clamped two dollar bills to sort of fanned out and then i lay my stickers out in front of my dan ray music stickers and i have this whole shtick i do that is um hey uh it seems like probably somebody People here love stickers. Anybody into stickers? Listen, so there's Dan Ray music stickers are right up here. In fact, I have two new designs that just 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 Ooh. dropped last week. The stickers are free of charge. Free of charge. Absolutely free stickers. Put them somewhere cool. That's my only ask. Free of charge stickers. They're right here next to the tip hat. Free stickers oh. next to the tip hat. Free stickers. Diabolical. Next to the tip hat. And like by the time I say it the third time, the whole room's laughing and they kind of get that thing. Whatever. Um. 
I've been finding in my tip hat lately more than once enough that I would remark on it. I've been finding $2 bills. I suspect there's somebody around who it's their thing. They carry $2 bills and they give them out. They're like, it's, it's like a thing. I'm the guy with the $2 bills. Yeah. Have you, is that, have you ever encountered this? Um, I've definitely gotten $2 bills in my tip jar, but not like in a way where it feels intentional and or diabolical. This is my thing. Every time I get one, I'm like, okay, who's, who thinks this is cute? Is every it, time it, I think, of, but every time I think of a $2 bill, I think of that Simpsons episode and I can't remember what it is. Like a thousand dollar bill is like, what price is a thousand dollar bill? Um, all of them. They're having a party. <laughs> And then so, I can't remember which one it was. So and so is passed out on the couch. I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about this. Oh, uh, my son is like the absolute Simpsons like obsessive. Pro- this is probably from after my time of Simpsons. I haven't watched Simpsons. It's in a long the time. Mr. Plow episode. Oh, okay, that was from my time. That name again is Mr. Plow. Yeah. Anyway, point is, I, every time I get a two dollar bill as in my tip hat, I'm like, somebody thinks they're clever. I. I. I you know, you got to go out of your way. You, you're not going to randomly run across a $2 bill. And they're always very crisp, very crisp bills. They clearly came mm-hmm. straight from the bank into somebody's, you know, careful $2 bill wallet to be deployed to show what a clever $2 bill giver I am. I don't know. All it right. spends. It, it's money. I don't know why I'm like, I have an attitude about it. But somehow it, it just, it strikes me as... um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have a thing about $2 bills, apparently. I don't know. I'm going to circle back on this. So it's a $10,000 bill in it for you. Okay. So which president is on it? All of them. They're having a party. Jimmy Carter's passed out on the couch. Jimmy Carter was <laughs> that, the That's uh, the, the joke. No, that's that's a perfect president joke. I love that. Because Jimmy Carter would never be passed out on the couch. Yeah, it's not, so not his, he was, not he his was, jam you know, at all. He was a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Still being good. Yeah. God bless Jimmy Carter. Anywho... All right, that's my thing about $2 bills. I don't know. $2 bills, it's man. It's weird. Well, I feel like we covered so many things. You know, the important one was that when it seems like what there's to do is throw up your hands and give up. Because, you know, listen, you you brought that thing. You know, Hey, here's this email from my guitarist. I just want to quit this whole thing. Let me just take down the yeah. website. We're done. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, I'm ready to pull the... Like the websites off the internet and like sell my PA. Right. And, and, you know, and instead of doing that, you put on your big boy pants and you did the big person thing and the whole world is better for it. So that's part of, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Yeah. It sucks because it's way harder, but it was the right thing to do. And, um, I am, uh, I think it's, it's, it's harder in the short term. Oh, for sure. But it was the right thing. You know, this is, you know, you want to talk about growth. You want to talk about, you know, leadership or whatever. But if you want to make things work, you've got to be willing to do the hard things and put people in front of other stuff. That's right. That's right. So that's right. For sure. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, things will all play out the way that they should perfect and um yeah it's all good so uh hopefully you guys don't ever end up in that situation but if you do you now have the proper tools to handle it there you go that being said let's go ahead and wrap this thing up because i think it's I'm time tired me too we started late and um right it anyway. was uh it was a good combo though indeed so uh Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we have just, man, we've had an absolute blast on the Patreon Slack channel. Uh, so many good conversations talking about, like, oh man, PAs and drum shields and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of yeah. different things. Um, and if that's a, uh, a thing that you want to hop in on, easy to do. Five bucks a month, you get access to this thing. And it's patreon.com slash confidential, right? Yep. So, and uh, it also gives you access to the contract template that we are charging twenty five bucks for a la carte on the website. 
And I did want to say that, you know, it is uh, Memorial Day weekend. And if you are interested in any of our merch, our merch is on sale because it's Memorial Day, Memorial Day sale. That's the way that Gotta all have one. companies do it's it. It's the law. All of our designs are currently on sale. If you want a $15 shirt, $15 shirts are available on the website, on the merch site. Go check them out. If you want to support us, you can leave a five-star review. You can take a picture of the show that we're playing or recording or you're listening to and put it on social media. Or you can do any of the things that our friend Adam from the Van Band is about to tell you. That being said, I'll go ahead and for call. Yeah, <laughs> I will go ahead and call it for this week. It's it's almost midnight. Yeah. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of May 27th, 2022. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we will see you out there at some point. Goodbye. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins! The losses. The behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and bag of vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 